You're listening to the AID Network. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Disneyland for Designers. Before we get started today, I just want to let you know that if you go to Adventures in Design over on YouTube, I've been putting up videos now almost every day. It seems I have a burst of energy, a burst of inspiration, as I try to keep my mind distracted from a lack of Disneyland. So if you head over to the channel, tons of different videos about all different topics, the past, the history, the future of Disneyland. Yes, trying to predict the future of Disneyland, and oh, it's not a pretty future at the moment, but always trying to create content with a sense of positivity because I don't understand the negativity that surrounds something that is so pure and so great. To that, I say this. This Thursday, if you're missing the park, you can get together with a bunch of us. And by bunch, I mean a small community of people. You can join us on Twitch. You can join us on YouTube. It's DCA Day this Thursday, August 13th from 2 o'clock to 10 p.m. I will be recreating an afternoon and an evening of DCA. So if you want to see World of Color, Paint the Night, Sunset, and Cars Land, or just Drop in on the Guardians and do a little breaking out. Join me and an amazing community of Disney fans that just want to get together and keep the park alive. And we're doing this the 13th of every month. You can find me with a themed live stream where I'm trying to bring it back together, trying to trying to make it feel real and trying to keep the love and the community that is Disneyland together. That's this Thursday from 2 to 10 over on YouTube at Adventures in Design, or if you prefer Twitch, you can find me at AID Network. What do you say we get started with a very special episode of Disneyland for Designers right after this? Hey, Disney fans, do you have a Disney fan brand? Do you like to show your, your fandom by making a limited edition merchandise for you and all of your friends? Or do you like to design a shirt for the family to wear to go out to the park? Did you know that you can do all this and save money and get free shipping by listening to this show? Head over to our sponsor, jackprince.com, where you can get site-wide discounts by going to jackprince.com slash C-O-T. That stands for Circle of Trust, and Jack Prince has been a supporter of Adventures in Design, the AID Network, and the Circle of Trust since the very beginning. And they pass that sponsorship over to you by giving you a discount site-wide. So whatever you're making for your fan brand, head over to jackprince.com slash C-O-T, save some money, get some free shipping, and who knows, maybe you'll discover a product to let you share your fandom with all your friends and fans. This is the story of a beautiful place known as the happiest place on earth and all of its history its secrets and its tricks that you may find if your mind believes in design and you allow your heart to believe in magic step inside and become a citizen of Disneyland Greetings, fellow citizens of Disneyland. Today I have a very different kind of episode and an episode that I think you're going to enjoy. It's me and my friend Gustavo Jaimes. Eh, we call him Tavo because it just rolls off the tongue. Tavo and I are going to take a lap around Disneyland today, but I want you to know who you're taking a lap with. 
This is the boy that grew up next door to Disneyland. Disneyland has always been his neighbor. It's always been a part of his world. It's always been a part of his life. And you can see that in the interests that the boy took on as a man. A famed photographer, an amazing illustrator, and one of the most popular tattoo artists in all of Southern California. My good friend Tavo is the embodiment of Walt set out to do with Disneyland. He's a Renaissance man. Everyone in Anaheim loves my bud. And I just thought right now, with the way that the world is feeling and with the park feeling, maybe further away than ever, it's time to take a lap with one of Disneyland's finest citizens and next door neighbor, Gustavo Jaimes. So what do you say? We close our eyes, we go into our imaginations, we hear the sounds and we feel the feelings. That is Disneyland. It's Disneyland for Designers, episode 31, The Boy Who Grew Up Next Door to Disneyland. This feels so good being on this sweet, sweet monorail. Every window open to make everybody feel good in 2020. Meeting my friend Tavo who said, Meet me at that sick pick spot. And I know exactly what he's talking about. I'm going to get off of this monorail as we pull into... Oh, how many times do we have to loop around Utopia? Hand me a shovel. Hand me a shovel. Second loop, third loop, fifth loop. Almost pulling into the station in Tomorrowland. And here we are. Go ahead, children first. Families first. Now Bricky Mouse goes. I'm going to walk all the way down to the end of the platform. Nope. No, I don't want to go down the stairs. I'm going to jag over to the right. There's my homie Tavo taking photos in one of the best photo spots of all of Disneyland. Tavo! What's that? How many pics have you ripped? Oh, uh, looking at my SD card real quick. It's looking like I got 300. You got you got more film? Uh, I got more film. Because we're going to have a long day in Disneyland. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm doing both, film and digital, always. You have to, right? have to. I have to now. You know, I, I film my YouTube videos on my phone. Yeah. And there's a lot of software, like, uh, things that make that fun. Of course. I can shoot me and what I'm looking at at the same time. I love that. Yep. With the, the Double Take app. I can go live yep. if I want to. But when I'm doing a steady shot, yes, it drives me nuts that I don't have a phone to mess around with. That's that, yeah. That's you know what not I mean? fun. Yeah, of course, of course. That's gonna be tough. And and I've seen you set up a long exposure boy. Yep. And then you just exposure boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then you pull out your phone and yep. you can do other photos. Phone, or if I have my film camera, definitely ripping that too. And it's fun, man. I love it. So we're standing up here on the balcony. Yes, we are overlooking the lagoon. Oh. I'm telling you, Tavo. Yes. These yellow submarines. I don't care if they stay or go. I I'm never riding that again. I will not ride it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I am not. A, I, I I think the last time I rode it was with a couple of the buds, and only because somebody mentioned they had never really gone on it. Mm. We're like, how have you never been? So we kind of said we have to do it. And granted, we had the whole submarine pretty much to ourselves. Yeah. And it was still not that funny. <laughs> you bring up a good point because as a li- you're a lifelong Disneyland guy, right? Yeah, and there are certain things that you only do mm-hmm. when somebody comes yes. from wherever oh, on planet Earth. They've yeah. never been there before, and with me in the submarines, I was one time, mm-hmm. and I just I, I just focused on my breathing. <laughs> yeah. I looked out that little window and window. said, 
do not let this ride at an amusement park. It wasn't a little city. It was an amusement park. Right. I'm like, do not let this ride at an amusement park ruin you from ever being able to get on a plane again. Uh, so, yeah. You will ruin your life. You will ruin yep. your career. You Definitely. will ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this platform that we're standing on, as right. we look down at these submarines, I don't care if the subs come and go. I don't know what the future for this spot is. It's a tough one. It's a lot of land, too. There's a lot of space there. But I don't ever want to lose this lagoon. The lagoon is too beautiful, and that waterfall, and the colors, just... And, I mean, to be honest, one of my favorite photo spots. Oh, and that's why I knew when you said, meet me at this spot. Yeah. I knew this would be the spot. So for people that don't exactly know where we're at, I want to just paint this picture to people. You go up to the monorail station in Tomorrowland, Mm -hmm. which the only other one is in downtown Disney. So it's it's the only monorail (laughs) station in the park. Yeah. Pretty hard to to forget it. Yeah. If you don't know, it's on the eighth pass around Utopia is when you actually pull in. (laughs) Right. But instead of going to the left, you know, you get everybody gets off the monorail and everybody's going in the exact same direction because perfect crowd flow. Yep. Instead of dipping to the left to go down to the stairs, mm-hmm. you dip over to the right. There is a, a building that is for accessibility. There's uh, people that need to take the elevator down. Yep, can. Exactly. But if you're polite to cast members and you say, we're going to go over here and take a photo. They understand. People do it all the time. Oh, yeah. You hang out in this little crow's nest. Oh, it's so nice. You get a perfect photo of the lagoon. Framing of Matterhorn. Yes. And over to your left, also Tomorrowland. Yep. It's beautiful. I love it. And you can watch the monorail yeah. weave in and out of it's the, so the scene. It's so cool, yep. I, I love the sound of uh-huh. the monorail. Just the the hum of it and the... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh. <laughs> beautiful. Nailed it. It's like there's... <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it, right? I thought that was a sample. <laughs> so when you're here taking photos... Yes. I, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the... Disneyland for designers is because one, I know you've been to Disney as a civilian more than anybody, and we'll get to that later on in today's episode, but you're also a really great Disneyland photographer. Oh, I appreciate that. And with the invention of Instagram, there's a lot of people that fancy themselves as as Disneyland photographers. Definitely. You're a mixed bag. You do all kinds of things. This is just one slice of your Disneyland pizza. I have so many hobbies. (laughs) But kind of work people through, what is the best rig for landscape photography. And it doesn't have to be at night. Yeah. But kind of is a tripod crucial? I think I think it just depends on what you want to get. Okay. I love getting everything. I love getting I would love to do like a golden hour photo. I would love to do a bright blue sky photo. I would love to do a night photo, long exposure photo, and low light photo. Like And I for love people that don't know, mm-hmm. golden hour if you, if, mean, you, if you pull out your phone right. and you see what time the sun is setting, yep. go back one hour. Yeah. That's the golden hour. That's a golden hour. And you get, when the sun goes down, there's like the bonus super sweet 10 to 15 minutes. Exactly. Which is actually oh, the best light ever. It's great lighting. And the uh, and that's usually around the time like you can get those super cotton candy skies too right. and stuff. Like it's just beautiful. So you don't necessarily need a tripod. Okay. I think it does help though, especially... At a place like Disneyland, because one, it'll give you some height, depending on what kind of tripod you have, too. Um, you can get some height. You can get some spots that, I don't know. There's just, like, there's too many people around that are walking by you. But when you when people see a tripod, they, like, kind of a little weary and right. walk around it or right. give you a little more space. So I don't always have one, but I do like when I take one. The tripod that you bring in, mm-hmm. too, selfie sticks are not allowed. 
That's right. They won't even let you bring in, like, I have a GoPro 360 camera. Yeah. They won't even let you bring in that handle oh, that the that's handle on. for that, really? But a tripod, yeah. if you show them that it doesn't expand, right. that's what they're looking for. They don't want something that expands. Right. But I've seen you bring in a pretty tall I have a pretty tripod. tall one, yeah. And they've always been, no one's ever said anything to me. So right. I don't know if it's just because, I don't know, I'm just minding my own business or I'm not, I'm also... I really like trying to get more obscure shots of the park that people don't necessarily get. Yes. I like finding little nooks and yes. stuff like that. So I think I'm also in areas that aren't always heavily traffic, you know? Um, so maybe because I'm outskirts and stuff, people don't really say too much to me. You capture the park in the way that I love to think of it is you try to capture it and make it look more like a real city. For sure. And less like an amusement park. Totally. And mm-hmm. I always enjoy that perspective. Yeah, thank so you. This area that we're standing on right now. Yep. If somebody just wanted to go digital. Yeah. I mean, this is a clear shot. Right. There's nothing in our way. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Disneyland, there's always something something in your way. Something, which is cool sometimes. Oh, but, yeah. But Perfect a lot of framing. times you're like, oh, no. Oh, those trees. You walked right in front. <laughs> yeah. You know, like stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I get it. But we've got a clear shot right now. Clear mm-hmm. shot. So... Is there an app or a way that you would advise people that are just iPhone Jones? Mm-hmm. Is there a way that you would recommend that they do landscape photography? They just Ooh. really want to capture like a great moment. Okay. I, I guess it's a little tricky to answer, but I will say if you're going iPhone and if you have the wide, I love that area with the wide lens. Okay. It's just beautiful. You see, like you're saying, Matterhorn, you see the lagoon, you see a little bit of like Tomorrowland and like... Depending on where you're taking a photo, you might be able to catch part of, like, you know, the monorail going by and stuff. I I would say if you can shoot wide, rad. Because you're trying to capture, you know, you're engulfed in, like, the beauty that is that lagoon and everything around you. And it's right. just like, this is beautiful. You want to get as much of that as you can in the photo. And the, the lucky thing with, like, a wide lens, even on, like, the iPhone, um, you can get some wonky parts, but you can always crop in. Right. And not get those super weird angles that towards the edges of the photo and stuff like that. Yeah, because the best thing about shooting here with wide mm-hmm. is that Matterhorn is the anchor of the photo. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get some of the you know monorail tracks that right. bend out because of the glass, right. it's better to have too much. Exactly. Because you can always cut in. Cut in, yeah. But crop you, can't, you can't crop you can't out on, yeah, a, on a small can't photo. Exactly. <laughs> so I would say that is definitely a go-to. Uh, when it comes to editing, I am very... like. People love using presets on like Lightroom or different apps, which is great. That's totally fine. I I don't mind those at all. But I also like to kind of geek out with that stuff and make my own. Yeah. So I usually use Lightroom and just work on my own stuff in there and save any kind of presets that I like. And just that's the thing is like if you add a preset to a photo of yours that you didn't make, like not always going to work. You're going to have to tweak it a little bit here and there. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have to go yeah. in and sort yeah. of custom tailor it to Definitely. what you're doing. But, I mean, I love... I've seen some wild photos of the park that people go with, like, crazy color schemes. And some of them are super cool. Some of them are a little out there, like, yeah. super HDR looking. And, yeah. like, it's a little much for me. But, I mean, to each their own. Two things that you do with your Disneyland photography that I enjoy mm-hmm. is you love to make this lagoon below us or mm-hmm. the sky above us. You love to go for this, like teal almost love like, a, the teal. like a tiffany blue yeah i love that and what that does is it contrasts really well with mm-hmm. any of the palms totally. or you get that good contrast but on the, the the flip side the other thing that you do that i love the most is like me mm-hmm. you love things that have more of a matte finish i do i love the matte almost 
almost cinematic look, you know, even if it's like daylight and stuff. Like I just love tossing a little bit of that on there. Do you mind if we step down these stairs? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's step down the stairs. Yep. Let's cut around the backside of all these kids dancing because I don't want to get this podcast copyright infringement. Nope, can't do that. As we're heading into Tomorrowland, right. we're going to a really interesting spot. And, and, and I love that you said that this was one of your favorite spaces. Yeah. We're going into the tunnel here. There's no movie planned to the right of us. There's not. No. And <laughs> what what a large amount of space is not being used. It's big. Out of all the things in Tomorrowland yeah. that could go away, I think you and I are in agreement that both this hallway yes. that has the old people mover tracks above it. R.I.P. But this little like 90s cafeteria oh, that we're sitting in now. Pulling on my heartstrings right now. I, I love this room so much, even though it suffers from... The wall tile yes. doesn't match the table tile. <laughs> yes. The tables don't match the floor. Right. Like, if you could come through here yeah. and take one color scheme mm-hmm. and make the walls, the tables, yeah. the, 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 the different counters, if you could make it all match. But the bones of this oh, I love are fascinating. But what I, I kind of love about this, because you're a lifelong Disneylander, right. like, this is kind of your after school totally mall or totally. hangout that's spot. exactly why i love it it just reminds me of a mall it reminds me of an old mall when i was a kid it reminds me of i mean it reminds me of even the golden girls <laughs> it <laughs> like, is their color scheme it's their color scheme it's got like the plant vibe in there i just i like every late 80s early 90s movie that was out had a mall scene just yes. had that vibe and just like I, I don't know. Like, if I could, if I was still a kid, if I was like a teen, teenager Gus, I would love to go and skate that area. Oh. I would love to just get some wax on some of those curves and just, oh, it would be great. With with COVID-19 right. really messing up the budget at Disneyland, mm-hmm. if they need to do a temporary fix to yeah. Tomorrowland to get people to come out that won't cost them a ton of money. Right. Stranger Things overlay. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh my dude, you nailed it. That's exactly that vibe. Especially right now. Like that vibe is very popular now. Yeah. It's it's, it's coming back. It's it's either here or it's coming back. I, I can't really tell. But I love it. So when you would go yeah. to Disneyland mm-hmm. after school. Yeah. We'll get to later about why this would <laughs> why, happen. Because yeah. there's a very fascinating thing about right. Gus. I'm saving until the end. <laughs> but when you would come to Disneyland almost every day after yeah, school. Yeah, a lot. Would you hang out in spots like this? Or would, would you walk a lap? Or like, what would you do? Like, work me through high school, Gus. Okay. Oh, high school, Gus was a bit. High school, Gus was a bit more different. Um, a bit different. Uh, we would do more of the main street. Like hang out. I had a couple friends that had passes and whatnot. Um, we would hang out Main Street a lot. That was more that area. But the one every time we went, I always said we have to go over here. And most of them were like, "Why do you love coming here? You don't know why." And the ones that didn't know what I was talking about were like, "Whoa, I want to go see it." And most of the time, people would kind of start. We'd hang out in that area, yeah. the mall cafeteria vibe, and people would kind of start to like. I can see why you like this. Like, yeah. oh, this this is kind of cool. Like, oh, and it, there's no traffic there. Like, unless you're just walking up to go to um, Space, Mountain? Like Space Mountain. Yeah. Yes, that's the you. only uh, reason why people come in. The reason corridor. why people, yeah. And I think people are just so excited to get to Space Mountain, they just 
walk right through it and not really think about it or you know whatever but or they come over with their pizza they're, yeah and their yeah. eyes are on the prize totally like totally. i don't think people think about this it's, it's as being not. a destination i agree but i think if people were like if i could talk to every disneyland goer that goes there and if they don't know about it or if they know about it and don't care absolutely don't care about it i i would recommend to the people that don't care or i'm sorry to the people that don't know about it to go hang out there and you're going to get that vibe. You're going to catch it. So I did a video about a year ago. Uh-huh. I walked the entire outer perimeter I remember of tomorrow. This. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because my idea was that... I was actually really excited when you were walking <laughs> doing that. Because I was like, yeah. Because the following month, D23 2019 would happen. Right. And my idea was, is I want to walk Tomorrowland so that they announce anything. Right. I have a, a footprint totally. of, of what it looked like. And really my goal was, is once a month, I wanted to try to walk one land. Oh, okay. And then do that land ah, twelve months later. Yeah, yeah. So that I would have this anthology Right, of what happened, what's changed, of like the even evolution. little subtleties yeah. and everything about it. Yeah, I get it. That's great. And this is one of the little areas that mm-hmm. I by forcing myself to really become a student of Tomorrowland, a right. land that I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, I really have fallen in love with this oh, little spot. And I love it. Where this spot shines the most is late at night after the restaurant closes. People are only going this way to get on Space Mountain. Exactly. And they're going fast. Mm-hmm. This is a very cool, chill, people-watching spot. Yeah, totally is. I, I, Here's what I would love to see happen to that area. Because you mentioned Stranger Things, Yeah, I would love for the I would love for them to just go that vibe. Like, throw some neon up there. Throw some cool, like... I, I mean, obviously, those the color palette is pretty, like, muted, like, pastels and stuff like that. Right. That's the vibe. But I would love to see even, like... Some gold trimming or like some gold like you, well, you know, know the the little bench cutouts the bench cutouts uh, those have brass and like gold oh, that's right. rails right. around yeah, yeah, them that's yeah. true yeah so even add on to that you know like work off of that I I just think that area I mean think about when those those malls that had that vibe that was the future you right. know like right. uh, that's what was in style Tomorrowland was the future like I don't know it'd just be cool. To have that vibe just revamped a little bit, kind of tune it up a little bit more, and I, don't know, I think it'd be a killer spot, very underrated spot for people to just even take photos of, too, to be honest. As we're walking out of here and heading over towards Fantasyland, yep. we're working our way around. You know, that's that's my favorite attraction right there. Yeah. Star Wars Launch Bay. Great. I know. Everybody can have Galaxy's Edge. I'm a big Launch Bay guy. There you go. I love it so much. <laughs> but as we're working our way away from uh, Tomorrowland, what was it like to walk around here mm-hmm. with the people mover humming around you on the tracks above your head? Dude, that's the wild thing. Is like from what I remember, I I don't know how old I was, but I just remember seeing that and we never went like I don't know if we just didn't go on it or what. Yeah. But I also went like with my parents a good amount. So I think they were just kind of like set on hitting the big things a lot like whether it was going to castle or just main street or whatever so they didn't like trying new things how old were you when your mom and dad said that you were allowed to go to disneyland by yourself by myself like what grade were you in middle school it had to have been eighth grade yeah yeah seventh or eighth grade probably that's i mean my parents were very loose (laughs) with like me growing up anyways like i I could be, I was in sixth grade and I was out way later than I should have been in the neighborhood, you know, yeah. but, 
Um, but I would say seventh to eighth grade was when I started really like, whether it was going to Disneyland or just going to the mall or going to shows and stuff by myself. Yeah. When you think about where your parents are from, they're probably just like, what could happen? What could happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I remember all my friends would do the, oh, the lights just went on. I got to go home. I'd be yeah. like, what does that mean? <laughs> We're just getting started yeah, over they, here. Like, no, it's even better. The lights are on now. Like, yeah. We can see better. Yeah. Let's keep playing hockey. Let's keep playing whatever. I can see the football now as you throw it to me. <laughs> exactly. So I would say around that time. So as we wander up here to Alice's Corner mm-hmm. and the Teacups. Ooh. I've never rode this. Never. Well, only virtually last week. When <laughs> right. It, did you see that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was great. Only virtually have I ever yeah. rode this. Yeah. But, you know, this is one of those things at Disneyland where you don't have to ride it. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Totally. And you can still be in love with it. Oh, and that's uh, it's funny you say that because working across the street from there and, you know, being a tattooer, I get a lot of friends that either come work with us. Yeah. And they're visiting, maybe their first time to Disneyland or second time, whatever, but they don't remember. They were there when they're a kid. The one thing we don't ever really do is go on the teacups, but they always want to see them. Yes. It's it's a destination. Like just watching it is almost as fun as like going on it. I think the two attractions that are icons of the park. Uh-huh. Are Dumbo and the oh, teacups huge? Both of those are. You don't have ever have to ride them, right? You just have to see them yeah. to know that you're there. I would I would throw one more in. I would probably maybe throw Roger in Rabbit, ca- Roger Rabbit, or Mr. Toad's <laughs> Wild Ride. No, uh, I love the carousel. Oh yeah, just classic. But you know, the carousel mm-hmm. is the only attraction in Disneyland uh-huh. that wasn't built for Disneyland. What it's it originally from Toronto. What? Yeah, I did not know this. Yeah, that when they built the park, they purchased that from a, wow. a park that was up on Lake Ontario. They, it used to only have three rows, uh-huh. and they added a fourth row on it. Crazy. And Walt was insistent that he wanted all the horses to be jumpers. Okay, so they had to go back through because you know some horses go up and down, right? And some just would stay uh-huh. in one position. Yeah, well, Walt wanted all of them to jump. Wow! So they bought it and re put it together. No way. So a little fun fact: it's one of the only attractions that has ever moved. So it's Canadian, and it's Canadian. I wonder why I love it. Okay. Well, and the other thing, I it spins <laughs> in the British direction, which makes it a carousel. But if okay. it goes in the opposite direction, it's a merry-go-round. What? I did not know that. <laughs> Dude, my mind is blown away. I feel like I need to text everyone right now. Let them know. That's crazy. And the word carousel uh-huh. is it's uh, comes from an Italian word for um, uh, little war. <laughs> so it's a little war of horses. That is amazing. Tavo, thanks, dude. My, I just I just learned my Disney intel. <laughs> yeah, I know, Deep I know. Dog. I should have known this was gonna happen, but <laughs> here I am, stunned. Uh, I will say though, there is a there's a bench on there too. Yes, and. I love that you can just sit on a bench and go in circles. <laughs> it's so cool. I wanted to do it so bad. I still have it. <laughs> Jared and I did it together one night, uh-huh. and we're both now at the age where we're like one more circle and we're throwing up on each other. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. But this teacups. Yes, teacups. It is beautiful during the day. Oh, Beautiful in the magic hour, yep. but it really shines, shines. at night. I, between this and Small World, it's a toss-up on what's the better-looking attraction at night. Oh, man, and by Small World, I'm saying the facade. The facade. The facade of Small World. Okay, I would say normally teacups at night would crush because I love those lanterns because they're just beautiful. Yeah. 
but Small World Christmas Time? <laughs> man. <laughs> man. Is that a tear in your eye? No, it's magic. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It's magic. Somehow it's leaking out. I don't know. I don't know how it's going. It out. is gorgeous. I actually have one of a, a photo that I actually love of you. It's your silhouette. Yes. In just it's dark, and then all the lights during Christmas time behind yeah. uh, behind you. It's small world, and I love that photo because you just it's it's crazy to see how detailed it is. Like even from being so far away. My favorite thing, and I say this all the time, but the way that Small World's designed, yeah, where there's the the three layers mm-hmm. of Disney is there's the the back facade, right? Then there's the clock tower that's in the foreground, yep. But how the train threads the needle, oh, and the way that it's lit when the train is literally just a silhouette, yeah, and you just see mouse ear silhouettes so and people good. waving yeah, at you, it's so good. It dude. looks like poster art, yeah, come totally to life. It looks like poster art. But this, uh, the the teacups, mm-hmm. not at night, but just during the day, yeah. What is your advice for taking photos of like moving attractions? Ooh, because you tough. see a lot of people yeah. that don't quite have it down, right? So their friend just looks like a jerk because they're like frozen in this weird yeah. position. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you know, if there's a little of a motion blur, uh-huh. I'd understand why your friend looks like a jerk. <laughs> totally. I uh, I would say okay. Are you talking from not on the right or while on the right? Uh, I'm never going to be on it, so let's okay. just do from this, because we're in the little perch now. There's okay. this little cutout. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the cutout. I love the cutout. Just out. to watch. I've done the cutout photo-wise plenty of times, too. Yeah. Um, granted, like I said, I do love shooting it at night, because I like motion blur stuff at yeah. night, long exposure stuff. But in the day, I might have to go with kind of the same thing as Matterhorn, or uh, I'm sorry, from the Lagoon, just wide. Go wide. I love going wide, because something like that, like... If you if you're using like some kind of a zoom, like you're gonna get some good pics, but nothing to me that's gonna like stand out that much. Unless you get unless you get like a little kid just having the time of their lives. Yeah. Like has maybe has the Mickey ears on. Yeah. And it's just like looking up at just their that parent. Joy. Yeah, looking up at the parent, like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for this. I will give you that one for sure. That's probably the only way I'll go in and trying to get a photo of someone. But you're right, because wide, you get the kinetic energy of, you know, this attraction is three different wheels. Exactly. Spinning around. Yep. So you have that pattern. And I, I actually, once I went to um, over over on Main Street in uh-huh. the Opera House, Yep. they had this guy named Dave. Forgive me for not remembering his, his last name. I don't have notes in front of me, but... Dave was like the Disney historian. Oh, okay. And he's now passed away. Okay. And he was showing slides of early days of Disneyland. Yeah. And kind of just, it was just like a thing for AP holders. You mm-hmm. could go in and he just basically did like a 45-minute hour lecture. Super cool. And it was actually kind of the moment where I started to realize I need to start studying all of this because there's a history here. Definitely. And, so, and, and I mean, unfortunately, Dave's not going to be around forever somebody's got well dave's not (laughs) that's why i said unfortunately uh but someone needs to basically carry on that torch you know yeah and keep telling the stories Mm -hmm. and and so he was telling all these wild stories and uh you know he's talking about utopia and before they put the center rail in (laughs) kids could get the cars off the track so wild they caught two boys at the head of main street (laughs) they've gotten that far which is amazing but that is amazing he was showing photos of them putting in the teacups and then moving them because yeah. this used to be over in the courtyard of Fantasyland uh-huh. before they created Alice's Corner. 
and he was showing the construction and it was just these three holes in the ground yeah and you could hear a young girl's voice there's no way she could have been a teenager okay. somewhere in the the ballpark of you know six to ten okay because you could tell by the voice and she just goes hit mickey oh and wow ev- everybody laughed and, and dave looked back at his slide and he goes man Kids will always see things that, that right? you can never yeah, see. Dude, that's amazing. And the smile on his face that yeah. this young girl had spotted a hidden oh, Mickey in his slide. Amazing. It, it made the whole thing yeah. completely worth it. I love that. But yeah, I agree with you. Shooting wide here is the way to go. You, you ready for a snack? I am. As we're walking through Fantasyland, I have so many great memories of us going to the park together. Oh. One night, me, you, and Hammer. Yes. We all rode Alice together. Yeah. I was in the front and you guys were back. Right. And we were laughing that we said that when we came out, because you know you go outside for a while. Yeah. We were laughing that when we came out, there's just going to be sparks <laughs> flying out of flying our out of caterpillar. Because yeah. we're just bottoming out. As oh, we're yeah. That thing is like, oh, man, putting a lot of trust into this thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they put those new rails in. Oh, very lucky for those. As we're walking through here, yeah. um, do, you, do you have any memories of Fantasyland before they did the 83 remake? Mm, to be honest, no. It's before your time. It's huh? kind of before my time. And yeah. like that was that was honestly as I got older where I started kind of diving into it a little bit more, but uh, a bit before my time. So as we come into this tunnel here and we're going into the um, First Order section of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We are. You Do you need a blue or green milk? My treat. You know what? I'm going to pass. My treat. I know it's your treat. I always try to buy you one. <laughs> I know you do. Don't say, I, don't say I don't ever offer. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I'm just going to go ahead and pass. I, I offer them to everybody. <laughs> I'm so generous. So generous. That's the one thing I'll always buy for you. It's funny. You've never offered uh, to get me a droid when we walk by the droid factory. So but, as we uh, come up here to Ronto Wraps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to say. The Ronto Wrap yeah. is the big win of Galaxy's Edge. I love it so much. You had the breakfast one before? I have. I, it's, I love it. The breakfast one, if they don't, sometimes they put a little bit too much secret sauce on it. That's fair. I get you. Yeah, yeah. But the, I wish they served the breakfast one all day long. So do I. I don't understand why they don't. It, I, Space rolls. Uh, space law says, <laughs> says breakfast is over at what? 10, 11? It's offensive to the locals to eat cheese at night. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, gotcha. Oh. I do love the breakfast one. I will say, Ronto Wrap is my favorite favorite food of that part of that area, for sure. Is it in your top five of the entire park? Easily. Yeah. Easily. I don't know why, I just love it, dude. Everything about it, I love. It's really good. I mean, it's a nice portion. Mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. Nope. I often refer to this as the world's most expensive hot dog stand. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. I mean, look yeah. at the build out. Yeah, totally. We got a pod racer. We got a drill. That pod racer is so sick. We got steam. So clever. Ten. Ten. Yep. Ten. Yep. And I love these little cutouts here where you can grab your Ronto wrap. Uh-huh. Go over to the edge here yes. and just watch people walk by. It's the best. It's a good, like, a... Uh, people watching area too oh the fantastic. stairs the steps are right there too fantastic. i love those steps so much too sometimes you can see uh stormtroopers walking yep. across the the land speed mm-hmm. uh, garage totally. over there yeah 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 you bring up a good point about these stairs i was so happy 
because we went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time yeah, together, together, opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I ran through the house like a maniac when I got those reservations for us. That 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 was, I honestly was very shocked, just because I, I don't know, there's so much hype around it and like yeah. so many people trying to get things and like, yeah, it was very cool. Dog, I had every window. In I, the know, house I know, I know. <laughs> I loved it. Refresh city. <laughs> I looked like. It looked like Tony Stark. I had so many monitors around my little head, just scrolling around everywhere. <laughs> your your really good eye was just focusing in on everything. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but when we came here on the opening weekend, mm-hmm. I was so excited that they graded the land. Yeah. And that it wasn't flat. Right. Like, I love the stairs, the accessibility ramp. It's like, great. I, I really enjoyed, like, when we all came up from Hungry Bear, and we yep. had that decision to make. Do we go through the shops right. or do we yeah, go yeah, to the right? That's right. I'm like, it's already feeling like an adventure. Yeah, it's totally like, does. And that's the thing is like even because realistically, I don't I don't know if it's like this to you or not, but it doesn't it feels really big, but I know it's not that big. They made fourteen acres yeah. look like a hundred acres. It's crazy. Like you and every time I walk, say I walk around the perimeter. And then I'm coming back to that same area, but I go up the stairs this time. Um, but I'm going back towards the same area I just walked. I still look at something different every single time. I know. There's just so much texture. There's so much height. And, like, it's just the lighting, that that hum, the yeah, everything about it. Like, little, almost like silhouettes, I guess, too, in the night. You can see different, I don't know. The vibe is just so cool there. Yeah, as an artist... The texturing Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. It's insane. And the fact that the architecture is just so otherworldly. Yeah, big time. I mean, just the the domes on top of the buildings being shortened. Yeah. And having a sort of a very odd like overhang from the building that's actually holding them up. It's so fascinating to me. But I I wanted to ask you this while we were sitting here enjoying our Ronto wraps and my Tatooine Sunset. Have you had this drink? Ooh, I have not had this drink. Bro. Really? You're going to tell me this beats a blue or green milk? Oh, I mean. I don't believe that. This is the number three drink. (laughs) Okay. This is the number three. Number four. Because the third drink is the blue green milk where you put them both together. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember we did that opening day? We're like, maybe they're better together. (laughs) I have great photos of you trying it. Oh. (laughs) With it coming out of my mouth? Yeah. (laughs) I thought, blue green milk. Maybe like Hillary Clinton said. Better together. Better together. Nah. Didn't Turn, work turns then. Turns out, no. <laughs> didn't work then. Didn't work then. Guess not. So what's this? What is it called? Tattooing Sunrise? Tattooing Sunrise. No. What, what do we got? It's uh, like it's got two different juices in it and an iced tea. What? Yeah. And it is, bro. I love iced tea. Get you, it's sweet. Oh, it's sweet? Yeah. But it'll get you going. Okay. Interesting. Who, where do they sell this? Here. What? Go How back I, in line. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go grab one then. All right. I'll sit it. You know what? You go in line and get a Tatooine Sunset. Yep. Or Tatooine Sunrise. Sunrise? Sunset? Sunrise? Yeah, you'll know yellow when, and red? You'll know when you see okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to go over into Docking Bay 7 because a la carte, you can buy that blueberry corn muffin. Oh, that is good. Yeah. That, that is cornbread really muffin. Good. Yeah. It's somehow blueberry also. Yeah. That I, thing is sick. I love all of that. So grab me one too. All right. Get Give me another tattooing time. <laughs> Perfect. Or the sunrise, whichever sunrise. one. Whichever one it is. I mean, they both work. Yeah. I yep. mean, you know, when you, you got two colors. suns, yeah. coming and going. <laughs> coming and exactly. going. So my question for you is this. Yeah. It is so crazy 
oh, I hear somebody coming into the transport Ooh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is so crazy to me to think that as we're standing right here with our snacks and our Ronto wraps, that right over those spires. Yes. Gus, one of the most fascinating things about you, why I always wanted to put you on Disneyland for designers. Uh-huh. For people that don't know this at home, right over those spires, Gus grew up in the closest home to Disneyland. That's right. Like, literally, yeah. you were Mickey Mouse's next-door neighbor. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> that, were you born into that house? Uh, no, I actually was born in Anaheim, but I lived actually right across the street from Disneyland as well, just on a different side. Emilio was just circling <laughs> yeah. I was actually closer to um, the hotel. Okay. Yeah, that area that I grew up in uh, was that uh, over there. By the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, by the Disneyland Hotel. Um, and then, I mean, I barely remember living over there because I was young. Um, moved into this house maybe when I was like, must have been... Two or three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Something so that, like that. I mean, so you don't even remember the other I, stuff. No, uh-uh. I don't remember that either. I just, I I remember some memories, because uh, we would go back there. Once I was a little older, we would go back to the old neighborhood anyways. So I remember some memories there. But the actual house that was closest to Disneyland uh, is where I grew up for most of my childhood. That just blows my mind because from somebody who didn't grow up here. Yeah. Whenever, because I come from a horrible place and whenever you go to awesome places yeah you think somebody must actually live here (laughs) so everybody who's ever gone to orlando on vacation you go i think some people actually live in orlando yeah yeah. and when you fly out to california gus and you Mm -hmm. make the trek out here you go i think some people live in california (laughs) and to be the kid that grew up next door to disneyland yeah that's why i asked earlier Uh how old were you when mom and dad were like just go Just in go. by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, what's funny is, I grew when I grew up there. Like I grew up with obviously the neighborhood kids, and most of them were my age. Um, and we would go to Disneyland together. Was everybody in the neighborhood Latino? Uh, not everyone. There was one kid named Daniel who was not. Um, who else was not? Jared was not. Um, but there was there was Tony. Bianca and Kimberly. And that was like the crew. And we would go. At some point, we got old enough to start going together. And you guys, the neighborhood kids. Yeah. You would just go in together yeah. and rip. Mm-hmm. Man, that is so cool. It was cool. It was very cool. That that was fun, but it wasn't. We didn't go that often together. Because they, half of them weren't really into it. They just went because they had passes or whatever. Do um, you get any kind of hookup on passes when you live that close? Well, let me tell you, Mark. Uh the way that even the way this all even started was because we live so close to Disneyland, um, people would park in our neighborhood mm. and just walk across the street instead of paying for parking. Right. Um, or our house was also which amazing. hold on real uh-huh. quick. Yes. One day I was on Adventures in Design. Yeah. I was looking at somebody's like top ten Disneyland tips, uh-huh. and one of their tips was parking in the neighborhood and walking over. And I ridiculed it. Uh-huh. I said, that's insane. Yeah, Who would ever yeah. do that? And yeah. somebody had the nerve to write me and tell me, like, hey, not everybody can live your elitist lifestyle. 
And I'm like, excuse me? Excuse the me? Mickey and Friends parking structure is elitism? <laughs> I did not know that what that was. But. I mean, I think parking in a neighborhood uh-huh. and walking over because mm-hmm. you're going to walk all day long, that is extreme <laughs> frugal. Yeah, because, okay, it's a good idea in theory when you first get there. You're, like, you're pumped. You're jacked up to, you know, like, I can't wait. This is going to be so exciting. But by the end of walking around all day, you're like, Where's my car? Yes. I got to go back there? Yes. Oh, that's the last thing I want to do right now. And crossing ball is a pain. Yeah. You got to wait forever for the lights. Yes. Uh, So when I was a kid, crossing ball was not that intense. It was pretty mellow. A couple of those um, freeway entrances weren't there. Mm. So... Oh, they didn't have the overpass? No, they didn't have that overpass, and they didn't have... That overpass is sick. It's very... I love... When you have your own HOV exit, yeah, you know you're a baller <laughs> property. Yeah. Hey, there's so many times I just want to pull over. There's nowhere to pull over, though. I know. But I, I want to pull over and take a picture like of whatever I can there, because it's just... The height is so rad. I know. Same thing from that parking lot, though. I've gotten some good photos of that overpass or whatever. But uh, anyways, people would park in our neighborhood, yeah. and... Eventually, all the parents were pretty upset about it. You know, they're like, all your there's, never, there's never parking, this and that, whatever. It's a smaller neighborhood, too. So they would get upset, complain to the city. The city kind of like was like, eh, we can ticket them, but that's not going to stop them from doing it. Because they're already uh, there. They're already there. Um, so they're like, you kind of have to file this under or file it up with Disneyland or whatever. Oh, you have to go to Disneyland. Yeah. And. And I think Tavo, you just gave me the idea for a great show. <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? Dun dun dun! Disney Court is filmed in front of a real audience. Dun, Can dun, you imagine? Dun. Is it Mickey as a judge? Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Goofy is the, the bailiff. <laughs> He's always. <laughs> Whenever he has to arrest someone, he always slips up and doesn't arrest them. Yeah. They get away. Oh. Squirts him with a rose instead. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that idea, so let's make that happen. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes, dude. But so it, it had to uh, be taken up with Disney. Uh, I think the city ended up helping somewhat, somehow, getting like a rep to come out and talk to the neighborhood. Um, and like they're... They didn't want to. They didn't want to take responsibility for it. I guess. Uh, at least the way my parents told me was, like, we don't want to have to put someone here all day to tell them the shoe. Like, where are you going? Do you live in this neighborhood? Uh, I don't know why they didn't think of like, I guess like permit parking. I don't know. Maybe don't that know. wasn't a thing. I don't at think the time. that was a thing. I, I'm yeah. assuming it wasn't a thing back then. Um, the first time you go into a neighborhood and you see the signs for permit parking, yeah. You're like, what? Yes. Oh yeah. I remember the first time I saw it. I was like. What? Members only? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So their only way to combat that was, we're sorry. Do you guys just want tickets to Disneyland? (laughs) Whatever you want. Yes. And like, I remember my, before the neighborhood decided on it, my parents told me about this and I was like, so where are the tickets? They're like, well, we didn't say yes. Like we got to figure this out. Blah, blah. I'm like, what's What's there to figure figure out? (laughs) What are you talking about? I could care less. I don't have a car. Um, Eventually, the neighborhood was like, yeah, I guess. And not everyone was in on it either. Like, a lot of oh, the neighbors sure. couldn't care. Like, they were either older yeah. neighbors and like, I don't want to go to Disneyland. Like, whatever. They yeah. didn't, nothing happened. But we got tickets out of it. So, that and was see, sick. That could be the danger of of growing up right next to it. Mm-hmm. It could be just like, you know, the Walmart across the street. Right. Or the factory that makes glass. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. like, it, it doesn't, 
it doesn't seem that special or magical right. when you don't have to get on a plane and mm-hmm. count down like only three more months, yeah. two more oh, weeks. Oh man, I've never had. I mean, I've had that for other things, but to not have that for Disneyland, like that's pretty rare. Oh, you know, for like, sure. But I you got it now. The, yeah, yeah, I definitely have it now. Hey, welcome I, to the club. Yeah. <laughs> the club I never wanted to be a part of. I'm living it now. But but yeah, so that was the thing. We had we had tickets pretty much whenever we wanted. Um I think there was a limit to like how much you could go in a week. Um but I mean I didn't care. I just I just wanted to go. Did like, you have a pass or they would just sign you in? It wasn't a pass. It was I think it was a sign you in thing. Wow. I do remember having tickets though at some point. Yeah. So I don't know if it started off as tickets or started off as signing in and then tickets. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure. So this is what I know about the human brain. Mm-hmm. The human brain gets bored of things yeah. and has to find a way to reinvent it to make it fun. Right. So only so many times you and the neighborhood kids can go there yes. and treat it traditionally. Totally. And enjoy it. Totally. What did you did you guys play like hide and go seek in the park? Dude. Like like what are some of the creative hacks uh-huh. when you're literally a middle schooler or high schooler? Yeah. You don't have a car yet. <laughs> exactly. You're not really dating or any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. And you go to Disneyland yep. every day after school. I remember a couple things. One was definitely I remember one time we would show up together. And then everyone would be like, okay, we'll see you at the end of the day. Everyone would just split up. Wow. You wouldn't even, like, hang with them. You would do your own thing. You'd meet other people. You'd bring them back with you at the end and be like, this is Roger. He's from Florida. I so you would him. literally make buds that were there yeah, on vacation? Yeah, you would make buds. Yeah, you would make buds with people, especially, like, if you're a teenager kind of hanging out by yourself. Like, if other group of teenagers that are there on vacation or whatever notice, like, what's why is this kid not with his parents or what, yeah, what's going yeah. on here? I definitely remember having family de- uh, meals with people that were not <laughs> my family. Like, like I just met these people. They're like, where are your parents? I'm like, oh, I live across the street. I can just come here. Like, have you eaten yet? And that's the other thing is like my parents would not. My parents would always say, come home to eat. And I'm like, I don't want to go home to eat. Like, it's I such wanna, a hassle going such in a hassle, and out. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and so I just remember being like, well, I'm just going to go over there. And they, if they were to give me money, it'd be like, hey, here's $4. <laughs> Thanks. Like, uh, I'll get that sucker pack on Main yeah. Street. <laughs> pack? <laughs> or that sucker? <laughs> sucker. Oh, cool. I'll go to Gibson Girl and get one scoop. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford the paper. I can can't afford, afford the spoon. a couple salt wa- uh, saltwater taffies. <laughs> and that's it. So I do remember uh, doing things like that where we would split up and kind of be like, let's meet all. Let's all meet up at this part of the park at this time and see what everyone's got going on. And then uh, definitely met a lot of kids. That's Which cool. is pretty like wild to think about because there's no previous like okay no internet so you're not like hey i'm a, let's meet up we've been internet buds for this long let's right. meet up at the park at i mean this it's time. literally just analog like yeah hey i see you're wearing a skateboard shirt Total, exactly. i skateboard you skateboard yep mm-hmm. where are you from oh i'm from michigan oh yeah. i live across the street exactly. you do yeah. show me around yeah yeah exactly that that's exactly what it was um another thing was trying to remember another game we used to play i mean there was a lot of like scavenger hunt style stuff yeah where you would ask uh tourists for like i don't know like dumb stuff like do you have a business card from where you're from <laughs> like <laughs> well yeah i'm in sales but why do you want my business? can i have it like 
okay. And they'd give it to you and then be like, well, Bill from Nova Scotia <laughs> works in this or whatever. And you would just meet, like, show what you got that day. Oh, that's Super awesome. random stuff like that. Um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, the, eventually, when digital cameras were more accessible or, like, everyone in the crew had one, was trying to take, like, the wildest picture of you doing something crazy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's Disneyland. Though. You can't really get away with doing I've seen too some, crazy. I've seen some footage of uh, kids in the 90s yeah. doing insane things in the park. <laughs> like what? Just defacing. Just being, oh, okay. being horrible yeah, humans. Yeah, yeah, okay, really. yeah, yeah. And we I see, weren't horrible humans. That's the thing. And I see other people, like, praising it. And I'm like, that... Really? Yeah. Like it, Weird. Th- there's a whole underbelly of people that think it's cool to go in there and do bad things and i just don't understand it because one i'm not that person anywhere but two disneyland just brings out the best in everybody yeah that's the thing is like so why would you want to go there with like a teenage angst and like mess it up for people i do remember the first time i was wearing a what shirt was i wearing it was a hardcore band shirt it was a straight edge hardcore band shirt and i was walking around and somebody was like whoa you like that band and i'm like yeah I'm like, where, where are you from? And they were from, like, I want to say, like, maybe Pennsylvania. Yeah. Something, somewhere far. there. Yeah, far. But they're like, oh, like, I, like, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, I live here. And they're like, I didn't know Adventureland? People... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I live here in Anaheim. They're like, I didn't know people in California listen to stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, my friends do. Wow. And, like, it, like, blew that kid's mind. But it kind of blew my mind, too, that, like, I don't know. It just start, it started to make me realize how big the world actually is. Even just the country. Like, there's more to it outside of Anaheim. Did you, your family didn't travel a lot? No, not really. I mean, the only time we traveled was we went to Mexico every year right. to visit the motherland. Um, and we were out there. I mean, I've been going to Mexico every year since I was, like, a couple months old. Yeah. So that was, like, vacation. Never so, never traveled, like... The U.S. The U.S., not really. So before you got older and you started touring with bands... Yes. Mm-hmm. Disneyland was sort of a portal of what the rest of the America rest of the world like. was going... Or, yeah, the world, America, everything. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, very interesting just because... I don't know. I just thought, like, oh, it's Anaheim. Anaheim's a major city. And, like, no, it's definitely not. It's just got a major attraction. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a part of L.A. It's a you know? part so of... So it, it is... Yeah. It is Pretty big, but it's I, big. Get what, I get what you're saying. Right, but in my head, it was like uh, it was a Paris, it was a New York City. It was like, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's yeah. not to people. <laughs> no, like, even not. even now with everything that it has, you know, um, it's still not. It's still just a part of what people consider L.A. You know, like they think Anaheim. Oh, that's in L.A. As we're wandering over to uh, Frontierland here, and you said that one of your other favorite spots is. Rancho de Zarocalo. Oh, man. Perfect enunciation. Perfect, yeah. This place has such great food. Great food. I love it during Halloween when they do Beautiful. The, the Day of the Dead yep. outside. But um, I, I, I'm curious from your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in this moment where um, people are trying to make a world right. that looks more like the citizens that inhabit it right. instead of just telling one story. Of course. We're seeing that happen with Splash Mountain. Uh, we see that happened already with Magic Happens. Of course. Which is a great parade. Right. Very, very diverse parade. I'm a big fan of Magic Happens. And I think the thing that really... When I went and saw Magic Happens on the open... I saw it the first showing ever. What time What time was that at? 
It was afternoon, so it wasn't lit up. Oh, okay. See that? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they did the... Have you seen it lit up yet? I have. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and I was curious, like, how much magic can happen during broad daylight? Yeah. Because the Cloak of Darkness, right? you know, can add so much uh, different magic and, mm-hmm. and optical illusions and stuff with lighting and, yeah. and hiding things from you. True. But when I went to that parade, even though I can say the parade didn't give me that Disney emotional vibe... Right. Like Mickey's Soundstation does. Okay. There's something about the princess float when it comes by. Gets you. And they're playing the song from Tangled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the the notes in that song and Main Street with kids yep. waving everywhere, it, it just gets me every time. Yeah. So this uh, attraction didn't necessarily have that hook for me. Okay. But what did choke me up was when Coco was yeah. coming through. <laughs> And, you know, here in Disneyland and in Anaheim and Southern California, like, we're such a melting pot. Definitely. And, you know, our Latino population is huge. And we all have, a, even if you're not Latino, mm-hmm. you have a huge Latino pride because yeah. it represents all of your neighbors. Yeah, and buds and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's a part of our culture. Of course. I mean, it, it kind of is the look and vibe of California. For sure. And so seeing Coco go down Main Street and seeing people so excited yeah. to be represented. Yeah. It, it made me excited. So I, I'm kind of curious from you being Latino mm-hmm. and, and growing up here yeah. and meeting people from all over. Do you feel more comfortable in Disneyland now? Or when you were a kid, were you just innocent and you didn't know that maybe people were looking at you different? Right. I, I definitely felt more of the innocent when I was a kid. Um Good. Definitely felt that, and didn't feel I mean, not good that you didn't feel that way when you're older, but <laughs> right, just yeah, good yeah. that you had that innocence of yeah, a child where definitely. you weren't thinking about things like definitely. that. Definitely, um, yeah, I, I I did have that uh, as I got older. I mean, you obviously you're more aware of what's going on in the world and whatnot. Sure. Um, but now, I mean, that's a thing. Is like it's Southern California. Like uh, it's. It's it's tough to I don't want to say in any way that I feel like an outsider there at all. I feel very comfortable there. It's I amazing. never had like an interaction there, a bad interaction there. Um so I'm definitely lucky in that sense, but now feels better than ever for sure. Yeah. Like I like I understand what's happening. There you start to see yourself more in other situations and stuff that's being related to the park and I look at it like um like I think of my nephews, you know, they're younger and they, they probably, they probably are like me when I was a kid where they don't, they might not feel it as much. They might still have a little bit of that innocence because they are represented much more than when I was a kid, you know, at least our, the Latinos. Well, I just know over the last handful of years, whether it's rainbow merchandise right, or, you know, Beth has those um, mini ears mm-hmm. that have like the Mexican blanket yeah, type yeah, patterns right. on uh-huh. them. I mean, I just see them more and more like looking at who their customer base is, definitely, and saying how do we service right everyone, right? And I, 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 the vibes of this restaurant. I mean, it's inside of an amusement park, yes, but it feels pretty legit. I love it, and that's a, that's the reason why I love going there because certain things, not even a part. I guess it's a part of the restaurant. But the outside of it, like the hallway to the bathrooms, oh, that goes over to is beautiful. To the fantasy fair, yes, dude. Yeah. I take, I have photos of that spot, and whenever I have posted them, if you're not a Disney person, people that don't know about it are like, "Where is this? This is beautiful." I'm like, Frontierland. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is Frontierland. This is in Disneyland. I'm like, what? I don't, 
I don't remember that spot. I'm like, dude, it that whole area is just, it's gorgeous. And like you said, during um, like October uh, time, the Day of the Dead and everything is very, very pretty. Is there another name for Day of the Dead? Uh, I think there is. What is it? Uh, oh, Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, there perfect. you go. Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> you know, this part of the park, though, I, I kind of have a vibe mm-hmm. that if Frontierland makes it to the 100th anniversary, uh-huh. I could almost see it being some of, you know, cowboy times, right. the great American frontier. But I could also see like half of this becoming more Spanish American easily yeah, and Spanish influence because like, yeah. that culture isn't too far. It doesn't look too differently no. than the frontier culture. Not at all. Yeah. Like it's literally just a couple of different textures and paint jobs away exactly. from being there. Yep. So as somebody who, you know, you know how much I love Mexican food. I do. My favorite thing about going to Mexico is they just call it food there. <laughs> they do. And I love when I go someplace and food happens to be Mexican food. <laughs> do you guys have any food here? <laughs> like, yeah, we have food, sir. <laughs> I would like some of your food. food. <laughs> Senorita, I would like some of your food. food. <laughs> so walk me through this. Yes. As a guy who's eaten food your whole life. I have. What is the best food to get at this restaurant? What's the most legit food at this restaurant? Uh, here's, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to get <laughs> some guff for this oh, or not. Tuna casserole. <laughs> no, no. Their Caesar salad is insane, <laughs> dude. It's so good. Gus, I will say. Gus, you're a horrible Mexican. <laughs> no, their Caesar salad is really good, but uh, I don't remember how often they have it. Um... I mean, their their enchiladas are great too. I are, love. Do they, are they legit? It's tough because my like if, when you say legit, I think of my mom, and my mom makes them very different than a lot of people. Like the way she makes it, you can't go to a restaurant and get it that way. Yeah, because your so, mom's making food. Yeah, she's making food. <laughs> um, but I will say, it's got great flavor. I mean, I love like chile verde, like a green sauce, mm, you know, and. Yeah. Theirs is really good because it's super zesty and limey, and I love that. Yeah. So that's really good. Even their tortilla soup is super good. Their, the tortilla soup is really <laughs> is good. It's really good. Dude. That's my favorite soup. Yeah, I love it's, it so it's much. really good. Because um, I put chili in its own category. Oh, there you go. All right, on. Perfect. <laughs> but I would say those are the three things I, 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 I don't eat there a lot. I don't even eat at the park that much. But when I do, that's one of the spots I'd love to go to. You know, you mentioned that they have a good Caesar salad. They do. While we're talking Disneyland salads, I have to say, over at the Plaza Inn, yeah, their Cobb salad is great. I think I've heard you say that before. And the best thing about getting a Cobb salad mm-hmm. is, one, I can tell Beth, would you and Jared eat at the park? Out of, out of salad. Out of salad. But then I, what I don't tell her is I go 10 paces over to the counter and I go, oh, one chicken breast no. on the cart. <laughs> Hey, that chicken is insanely good, though. And you know, that I took, chicken is really good. I took my dad, born and raised in Kentucky, there, right? And we got the fried chicken meal, and he took a bite into it. And goes, I can't believe how good the fried no chicken. Way. And as he finished up his meal, he goes, I can't believe some of the best fried chicken I ever had in my life was at <laughs> Disneyland <laughs> in Anaheim, California. And my sister's a big Disney World person, okay. So I was like, I'll put you down for one point for Disneyland. <laughs> is she winning? No. Okay. Okay. He he, he thought. It wasn't as clean. That's what every... I, I have never been. So, and all the times I've been on tour out that area, anytime we've tried to go, something has happened. Where it's just like, it's not worth it if we do it. As we're working our way over to Adventureland, yep. one of the things that I love about Adventureland mm-hmm. is that I feel like, you know, 
I, I've been talking about this a lot lately on the, the podcast. Frontierland okay. is America's beginning. Main Street was a, 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 a nostalgic version of where it was at when the park opened up. Right. And Tomorrowland was the future. So Frontierland and Tomorrowland is like America's timeline. Got it. Adventureland sits just you know south of all that. Right. And it was its own thing. And Adventureland was sort of, what do we make for adults yeah. that makes them feel like they went on the vacation that they could never afford or never totally. be courageous enough to go on because when this park opened 65 years ago, world travel wasn't a thing. Right. So I think the Adventureland really made a template for how they would build New Orleans Square and how they would build Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I love It's that. that same template over and over again. It just gets bigger and better each time. And so one of the things I love about here that's just like where we're at over Galaxy's Edge is I love when a park has the confidence to be like, We'll let the lights dim and go up yeah, and down. Yeah, uh-huh. It is just such a subtle thing. <laughs> it's very subtle. That adds such character yep. to everything. So we're getting Dole Whips, yeah. and we're going to hang out here in the new tropical hideaway. That's right. And I love... It took them forever to build this thing. <laughs> it did. But man, is this better than Aladdin's Oasis. Big time. And sitting here where we're at... We got an animatronic behind us. Mm-hmm. We can hear the boats go by. I love the boats. Skipper free, which is the way that I like them. There you go. Skipper free Sunday. <laughs> and I love just sitting here and chilling. But I, I thought that this was a good spot to have a conversation with you about another fascinating thing about you mm-hmm. is you're a tattoo artist. I am. You grew up in the closest home to Disneyland. I did. You now work at the closest <laughs> tattoo shop to Disneyland. <laughs> I do. <laughs> If we were making a movie out of your life, we wouldn't need to buy a lot of land. <laughs> no. The permits would be easy. The permits would be very easy. We could talk to one guy named Tom. <laughs> yeah, he'll help you out the yeah, whole way I through. I signed off all the locations. Yep. Just go make your dumb movie. <laughs> but being close to Disneyland, yeah. in regular summers, mm-hmm. it's crazy for you when WonderCon comes to town. Definitely. It's crazy yeah. when D23 comes yep. to town. But you also get a steady flow of tourists a lot, yeah. that very are steady here. Flow. For Disneyland, here for all the things Anaheim offer. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know when you're doing Disney tattoos a yeah. lot. Yeah. What are some of the ones that maybe if you're thinking about getting it, you could give them a heads up. It's not that original. Yeah. One of a thousand. Yeah. Um. One I would say. <sighs> I feel bad saying it, but is like the. Uh, the castle in watercolor, like it's got, it's the castle silhouette done in black, yep. solid black, but then watercolor like burst behind it. Yeah. That's, that is extremely common. I'm fascinated. That that, see, that's common. why I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Because I have no idea what like the top five are. I would say, okay, so if I go top five, I'm going to go, that is, it might be a tie between that and then the very simple outline of the Mickey head. Those are the top two easily. Just the Mickey just silhouette the Mickey straight silhouette, on. silhouette, like not even filled in, just the outline. People so like the hidden Mickey love, shape. Yes, exactly. People love just the outline for that one. Now, I put getting the Mickey Mouse tattoo, mm-hmm. especially if it's the older version of him, yes. like the pie-eyed version. Yep. I put that in a different category. Than, I agree. Than That's why it's not, it's not up there with that. I would say those two. Another one is... Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's the Mickey hands, and they're like together, and they form a heart. Oh yeah, the, the, the thumb and index form a heart. Yeah, yeah, that's really popular too. Um, that one, and then probably a, a mini bow, just the bow. 
that one's pretty popular too. That makes sense though. Yeah, it's yeah. subtle. It's subtle, cute. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like polka dot. Yeah, polka dot. It's cool. And then for a fifth one, I'm trying to think of another one that's like pretty. Co- uh, actually, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell oh, yeah. is very, very in, in the traditional magic position, yep. right? With the yep. wand mm-hmm. out. Usually silhouette as well, just yeah. solid black. Um, they use that so much back in the opening yeah. days for flyers and oh, ads I'm sure. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have a ton of um, Anaheim postcards that are all mainly like Disneyland related, like the old old hotels and whatnot. And she's always in a corner, like just yep. doing the little wand. Because the way that she, her posture with her wings. Yes, yeah, perfect corner. Like, yeah, or you, you know, put it in the top left corner yeah. all day long. Perfect for that. So what are some of the more original ones that you've done? Like, what are the ones where you're like, whoa, this person's a true Disneylander. Yeah. Like, they're going deep. You know what? One of my favorite ones I've done, it wasn't even going deep. It's just the way they did it that I was like, this is cool. Um, it's actually Haunted Mansion. Like, the Haunted Mansion and wanted, like, a graveyard scene with it, like the dog or the pet cemetery scene. Oh, don't get uh, the skinny dog. <laughs> right? The skinny dog is so sad. Right, right. Feed um, that dog. I know, feed that dog. Um, and then, like, uh, like creepy willow trees uh, has, like, the raven. I put the raven up there, you know, the raven that's in the ride. Um, and then, like, one of my favorite things about it is that it's cool he did it black and gray because it looks very... I guess kind of dramatic and kind of spooky looking, like Halloween-ish. So it fits with the vibe. And then even had me toss in like uh, three little uh, rocks that make a hidden Mickey. Nice. So that's always nice. It's always fun. Um, that one's one of my favorite ones. I've done a Peter Pan sleeve. The Peter Pan sleeve. You did that on a, a woman, right? Yeah. Her name's Sammy. Sammy's great. The Peter Pan sleeve. I looked at that and go, oh, that is so... <laughs> Genius, because all of the characters, dude, illustrate so well, so well. And the thing is, okay, here's the hard part when it comes to tattooing, like the artwork. When you, when you get to do something like that, like okay, the artwork is very cool, a lot of solid color, it's great. Um, the problem is space. Mm. She is, her arm is not a very big arm at all. Um, definitely on a smaller side. So trying to, and she wanted almost like every character you can think of in the movie so trying to map that out was very tough um and trying to fit everything within like i don't know like the weird spots by your elbow that like yeah you get all those on an elbow you you know like pizza slices yeah exactly but it's worked out we finished her whole arm it's definitely one of my favorite like sleeves that i've done like including my regular traditional american tattooing style like and her skin is great. It heals great. She does. She takes care of it. Like, definitely one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I would say that when I look at your tattooing career, mm-hmm. there's three buckets that I would categorize it okay. as. There is the traditional American traditional right. stuff that you're very good at. Appreciate that. There is the hockey stuff Man. that you've made a very unique part of your career. Love that. But then the Disney is probably the third pillar of your, your art career. Yeah, yeah. Disney is like, I mean, and that's the cool thing is. What's really cool is a lot of people that are Disney fans that I tattoo are also fans of American traditional and hockey, which is pretty, I mean, I don't know. I mean, rare. (laughs) Well, it also sounds like somebody who lives in Southern California. True. (laughs) But that's the thing is like I tattoo a lot of people that are not from Southern California. Yeah. That I'm like, if I, if I, you know, didn't know you were from a different state or country, we would be friends. Yeah, you'd like, think you think they live right be around the corner. Some, yeah, I, I'd be hanging out with you on a normal basis. But 
you know, which is still cool though, because it just goes to show the internet is good at some things. <laughs> and also too, I mean, there are just uh, it, Disneyland attracts mm-hmm. different people at different levels, definitely. And I always try to explain to people when they're like, "Oh, I hear you're really in Disneyland." I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, I don't." Buy the merchandise. Right. Like, yeah, I always yeah. have to be like, I don't wear embroidered Winnie the Pooh overalls. For sure. For sure. Now, maybe you're listening and you do, and that's cool. That's cool. But there's different paths for different exactly. fans. Exactly. Yep. And I think the, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because I think you cater to, I uh, I hate to say this, but it's the quickest way to make it, like sort of the, the hipster. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. The yeah, hipster yeah. fan gotcha. of the park. Yeah. You know, like people that are in their 20s to 40s yep. expendable income mm-hmm. maybe are or are not doing the kids thing right but people will go there from like an adult's perspective to enjoy it totally. as an adult and totally. that, that's a different path than like family fun time family yeah exactly which i can respect that as well too of course yeah yeah so just a little bit of life advice mm-hmm. If people are going on vacation yeah to get a tattoo mm-hmm. do you get it on the first day or the last day <sighs> I personal it say were me I would definitely get it on the last day just cuz there's plenty of people that mainly tourists that come in and say they want to walk in and if I have time I'll definitely do it and say they want like let's keep it in the Disney theme you know they're like hey I want to get a Disney tattoo um I'd like to get it wherever and I'm like oh okay cool once I start talking to them and we figure it out they start tattooing I'm like so what are you doing in town and they're like oh Disneyland I'm like oh that's great how long have you been here like Oh, we just got here from the airport. This is the first spot we came. So they're like burning the afternoon before they rip the park. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bad Wait, plan. Your first stop is the tattoo shop. They're like, yeah, I've always wanted a Disney tattoo in Anaheim, and I'm like, that's amazing. But what are your plans for the next couple days? Like, oh, <laughs> we want to go to the park. Then we're gonna go to the beach, and then we're gonna go to this. And I'm like, nope. You definitely should have got this. At the end of your trip, like, oh no, and because like, you can't swim, you can't swim, can't you go know? into a chlorine yeah. pool, can't and go in the ocean, exactly. And I'm like, most people that come to California want to do that, they yeah. want to go swimming in the ocean, they want to go, or if their hotel's got a sick jacuzzi or right. pool, whatever, right. like, you're gonna be out in the sun all day at the parks. Like, I would definitely recommend doing it towards the end of your trip, not the beginning, unless, unless you're getting tattooed by someone specifically that does something you want exactly and they're booked out and the only time you could get in was that day understandable that happens but is it fun to tattoo disney people because if somebody comes up to you and says um i want a rose yeah that can mean a lot of different things definitely but if i say i want you know uh oh You'd say actually keep it in the same theme. You could say, "I want the rose from Beauty and the Beast that's in the glass." Yeah, you know, in the case, in the uh, case, very specific, very specific. Uh, which I I forgot to mention. That's also one of my favorite tattoos that I've done is a stained glass uh, oh, tattoo. I saw that one of, yeah. um, of Belle. Um, that that one I was really pumped on as well. Do people mostly get uh, characters, or do do you get people that get like attraction based tattoos? Uh, I mostly characters but the ones that have let me kind of run wild with the attraction ones have been some of my favorite ones too because you can you know you throw in stuff like okay it's like when i do a hockey tattoo i'll think yeah you could do the player but what if you did like a scene behind it with uh, a frozen lake skating on the pond right it's the same thing with disney's like yeah i could do um alice but what if you did some of the talking flowers behind her and like framed it with this and they're like oh i never even thought of that it's just you're building it up. You want to build up the most and like try and pack in a good amount of stuff while you can in 
and that, put that, that story too. in there. Yeah, the know? story is what it's all about. Like, it's just all Alice looks like a sticker. Yes, which <laughs> is fine, but having a story with it just always always sells it. Better. I think about cool. going total post Malone and getting launch bay on my face. <laughs> Please. I don't see how that could go wrong. How could it go wrong? I mean, like, he's a big lingerie <laughs> fan. <laughs> I I hope I get to do it. Gus, as we're rolling over here at the end of our night, and yeah. I always love taking a romantic stroll with you at this Same. Moment. As we're stepping over here, because you cannot leave the park mm-hmm. without getting your photos of the castle. Never. You've been here it's more impossible. than anybody. You are drawn to this castle <laughs> like a moth to light. Exactly. What's what's crazy is I remember one time, maybe a couple of years ago, um, actually, it's probably like eight years ago now, had some friends in town. They wanted to go. We did the all-day trip. At the end of the night, we hung out at the castle, you know? And I remember going, I was literally here yesterday. I don't need another picture of that castle. And then, so everyone's hanging out, taking photos, whatever. And I'm just there, kind of hanging out with them. And then as we're about to walk away, I'm like, but why not? (laughs) Just take the photo anyways. Take the course. Of course. You just can't. So as somebody who's photographed the castle a thousand times, right? where's the best plot to stand? I... I personally like off to the sides. Yeah. Um, over that, on the trails? Yeah, the little trail is very cool. And so is that the little bridge over to uh, where the the stages. Um, what do you? What area is that? Over in... Like, if you're facing the castle the to fantasy the left. Fair. The, the fantasy fair. There you yeah. go. Exactly. Um, I actually like that. Right before you hit that little bridge, there's like a little nook yeah. that you can kind of step into. And I don't know if people just think it's off limits or what, but... You just, I, I like the angle. I like the three-quarter turn. I like, I, don't know, I just like that. You don't get a lot of people in there, too. I remember the first time I took that path. I refer to it as the outer hub. Okay. I remember the first time I did it, I'm like, it can't, am I allowed? Yeah. Is yeah. This, is this cool? Yeah. Is this, is this cast members only? <laughs> Walk like you belong here, Bricky. Exactly. And don't now, say anything. And now it's one of my favorite spots. It's a great spot. So you suggest photographing off to the side. Of off to the sides. For somebody that has an iPhone. Yeah. What's the best way to get a good night pick of the castle? Ooh, if you have steady hands, that night mode is very, very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it'll be... It, it's obviously never going to be like a mirrorless camera or digital camera, you know. But if you can have steady hands or prop it up against something, just timer it and let it go off, Yeah, you're going to get... And, I mean, the cool thing is, too, if people are kind of walking in whatever frame you have, if it's a long enough exposure... They might not even be in there, or right. it's like very subtle, and it's a it's a good one to have for sure. Now, fireworks, fireworks. How do you take a good photo of fireworks? That is a tricky one. Well, tell everybody first off the number one way not to get good firework photo <laughs> with your flash on. <laughs> <laughs> that will always uh, we laugh so hard, dude. It's uh, I don't know how powerful people think their flash is on on their phone. I mean, if it were powerful enough for it to work on fireworks, the like 
I mean, that'd be insane. <laughs> That's unheard of. It would melt people. <laughs> yeah, it would you'd basically have like, people. Yeah, you'd basically have like a nuclear radiation yeah. coming out of you. Yeah, could you imagine flying a plane and just seeing all these flashes <laughs> on the ground going, what is going on over here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd bring a plane down you'd if, bring it, a plane if it was down. powerful enough exactly. to do that. Exactly. So no, so no flash. flash. No flash. No, okay. let's not let's not use the flash. Um, I guess it depends on what kind of a shot you want because like, if I'm using my camera, my digital camera, I'm, and that's a tough part because you, best spot is obviously right in front of the castle, but you have to camp out there hours yeah. before people even just start hanging around out yeah. there. Like, and, and having the tripod is essential right there. Right. You can get handheld shots, no problem, but tripod, if you want to do like long exposure, it's going to be very cool looking for sure. So if I'm an iPhone person, if you're an iPhone person, I don't have a tripod. Mm-hmm. Try to go into a night mode if I have it on my phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would go night mode. I would go. You're, if you're going to go night mode, more than likely you're going to get streaky fireworks, which is cool. Um, but I tend to do if I'm not in like the prime location, which is right in front of it. I always crop from people the top of people's heads. Yeah, and up. Yeah, because um, in post into you know like editing that you can always crop that out or what whatever I, I try to get behind this is the only time this ever works okay i try to get behind uh a dad yeah a taller dad okay that has a little one on his shoulders yeah mickey eared up oh solid and i try to use the back of the kid's head mm-hmm. as an anchor on the bottom that's and great. i try to capture everything up above, above yeah it. that's great um i love doing that and what i'd also recommend to people that are like an amateur, but they want to leave with like that, that awesome firework right. pick, castle pick. Hold down on the shutter and do a burst. A burst is great too, because eventually that camera is just going to be ripping through eighty picks. It'll you'll get one. You'll get one. You'll get one. <laughs> you'll get one where everything is fully Definitely. opened up. The yeah. lights are right. Like yep. It's just by the numbers, totally. sheer numbers, you'll you'll catch what you're looking exactly. for. Exactly. And I actually have a couple of photos that are some of my favorite castle firework photos that have. Um, a lot of people in it. Yeah. Because it just shows how many people were there. Also shows a lot of the lights from the fireworks bouncing off the top of their heads. Yeah. So it's super colorful and looks really good too. Also, if you're looking for a different kind of castle pick, don't mm-hmm. forget taking a photo of the castle reflected in the moat. Totally. Hey, I have a couple of the moat water ones and those are so cool. Uh, if you do long exposure, it's a little tough because if that water moves a little, then yeah, you're, you're, you're blurry, you know, but... Like in the day, if you can get that reflection, it's it's beautiful. And let's say that you're at Disneyland and you're only there for an afternoon, and you want a castle photo, and Mm -hmm. it's swarming with people. Yeah, back in the old days. Yes. Right when you go onto the bridge, if you go into this first little enclave. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the little enclave, and you stand there, and you can literally, with the way that you're off to the side, and with how the bridge is sloped. The people are getting smaller as they're going up. Yeah. You can use you use your body to frame people out. Yep. I've taken photos there at yeah, 4 o'clock in the day. That's a great spot. I've, I've mentioned that spot to a couple people that say we're in town, wanted to go, and they're like, hey, where are the best photo spots for the castle? And I'm not there. I'll, I will always mention that spot. It's great. You can get Those little nooks. You with nobody behind mm-hmm. you and all castle yep. if you just a little bit of patience and work on your angles and, exactly. and and if you're trying to do a photo of you and somebody else you can even 
lean your phone up on that column there. It's a little sketchy. A little sketchy, <laughs> but I got the plan where I get a free one. There, there, there you go. Perfect. And I do every year. Yep. <laughs> so you just put the timer on, yeah. and then you just step back, and yep. you can really capture a great yeah, photo. I love it. And uh, people are pretty good about, like, if it's not too crowded, I think people are pretty good about noticing, like, oh, that guy's kind of been waiting there for a while. I think he's trying to get a photo. We should get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people are pretty good about that. I mean, you'll always get the one person that's oblivious. There is always that. I try and be extremely patient because I'm like, I don't know everyone's situation. I know I can come back here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, before before everything. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Good call. So the, the Walt and Mickey statue, the partner statue. Yes. It is... Really hard to get the one-two punch because this thing is so lit up yeah. that it blows out Sleeping yes. Beauty behind it. Yes, it does. Any tips on getting the best partner statue photo? See, st- that, that is where you have to dive into, like, at least for me, I you need the nicer camera. I'm out. Yeah, it's tough, man, because the only way you're really going to get that, I mean, you can get it with an iPhone, but you're going to have to edit like crazy and it's going to be grainy somewhere right just because you can't have both right you know um whereas like if you're using a mirrorless camera dslr whatever you can do super long exposure low iso so it's not going to be grainy and just bump up the shadows and you can get you can get really good stuff too it's amazing to me to think that this statue wasn't always here yeah like it is such a heart of the park. And it also oh, yeah. blows my mind that there's more than one of these statues. Right. Like in my heart of hearts, I don't <laughs> there's want only it, that one. I don't want it to be in Burbank. I don't want it to be in Orlando. Like I want <laughs> this I want to think that like are they are they exactly the same though? I want to think that Mickey Angelo showed up <laughs> yeah. and carved this for me. Yeah. And then Just a left. chisel yeah. and some time. <laughs> yeah, I'll have it done by Saturday. <laughs> are the other ones exactly the same? I think that they're all from the same mold. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I thought they were like something something about them was different. One of my favorite things that they announced uh at D twenty three that would be coming up at the right. parks was a statue of Walt casually sitting on the stairs at Epcot. Oh. And I really, really hope that that statue gets done. Yeah. And I will, just as I don't want to share this statue, I wouldn't mind if they shared that one with us. That would be very cool. How great is the 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 companion piece where when we're over oh. in DCA, younger Walt and pie-eyed Mickey. So good, dude. I, I love that timeline. It's so good. Doesn't he have... Is he wearing a jacket? Does he have like a jacket thrown over his shoulder? Or yeah, something? and he has like a fedora on. Yeah, like, he's a man uh, around the town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that one is like take your photo, kids. I got cartoons to make. <laughs> totally, it's not in like a as iconic, I no. guess, you, you spot you, compared to that. But it still makes her a great photo. It's but so I, cool. But I love that that statue is one. It's lower. It's more approachable. Definitely more approachable. And, and two, it, it's more of like a casual young guy that's ready to take on the world. Yeah. And this one is stoic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's totally like stoic. Yep. I've done it. Yep. I've done it. I've done it. I'm out of here. I love that. That's very Mouse true. drop. I'm out of here. <laughs> By the way, I didn't get to mention this, but that's my favorite um, Disney tattoo. Pie-eyed Mickey. Pie-eyed Mickey? That or Steamboat Willie. Those two are just... and. I think I've only done them in black and gray. Pie-eyed Mickey is my preferable Mickey. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what that is, 
the original version of Mickey Mouse had like a, a slice, like a pizza slice missing. Right. That's referred to as pie-eyed. Mm-hmm. Later on, they would make it a, a full oval right. eye. Right, yeah. So when you're trying to make a cartoon look very 1920s and old. Yeah, 20s, 30s, it's pie-eyed. You yeah. go pie-eyed, yep. which I, I, that is one of my favorite things about the Ferris wheel at DCA. Oh, the Mickey and Friends. I talk about another thing I love taking photos of and I never get bored of. You can't you can't I take a bad photo of it. Never take a bad photo. It's beautiful. That whole area just looks like a postcard. It really does. I love it so much. And you know what? I'm not going to call it the uh, Pixar Palorama. I, I'm just not uh, I got you. I get to you. To me, it will always be Mickey Fun Will. There you go. <laughs> I do like that. That's cool. So as we're walking down Main Street and the security guards are telling us it's time to wrap it up, boys. Yeah, yeah. They formed their line. They, there they are. <laughs> there they are. Great D. Yeah. Great D. Mm-hmm. As we're walking up here, one of the things you said you wanted to look at tonight was the light bulb here at the re- here at the refreshment corner. Yeah, that I use for the logo for the podcast. Yep. And I think that what you and I both love about this light bulb is it it, it really symbolizes the heart of being a creative, a good creative, good creative. For Get sure. down to every little detail. Yes. And and do these type of things. Because someone will pay attention. Exactly. Not everyone. Not everyone will. But someone will pay but attention. But the ones that do. We'll get it and care. We'll get it. We'll care and we'll love it. We'll share it. You know, like it's going to live on and just, I love that thing so much. I love that design too. It's so good. I, I think too, for you being a younger person growing up, going to Disneyland all the time, mm-hmm. having a family that, you know, hardworking immigrant family yeah. that maybe didn't understand being an artist was actually a possible occupation. I mean, it blows my mind that they understand it now. <laughs> but yeah, definitely did not understand it then. But I think a young you, mm-hmm. this park had to feed that oh, part oh, of your brain. Big time. Big if, time. If you're a little Tavo growing up in San Antonio, Texas, yeah. I don't know no. that you become this guy. I don't think so either. I think I think because yeah, you're you're right. Like I just I was around that. And also the fact that they were tied into my favorite hockey team. Yeah, the Ducks. The Ducks. I mean, just spark. I mean, that's what I grew up learning how to draw first was like the Mighty Ducks logo. Yeah. It was Mickey Mouse, Ninja Turtles, and Mighty Ducks logos. Like, so it's all tied in together. You're right. Two out of three of those things. (laughs) So we come over here and we sit on this porch. Right. We have spent a million nights on this porch. Oh, it's beautiful here. I, I love sitting here at the end of the night. Yeah. All the lights, even though they're white, they look yellow. Yeah, that's very true. I, I just, I love watching it all wind down. And if you haven't shut down, you never even really showed up. That's, that's very true. It doesn't count. I love that porch so much. It's just, everything feels like it slows down when you're in there. It really does. When you're in this nook, it's like you're watching Disneyland. You're watching it, And yeah. it's just happening in front of you. Definitely. You know, I, I just, I think a lot. About what it must be like to have grown up next to Disneyland. Yeah, but I also think a lot about your parents, mm-hmm. born and raised in Mexico, yep. came to America yeah. to find a, a better career, opened up their own Western store, yep. raised three kids. Yep. Like it's so wild that they chased the American dream. Yeah, right next to something I know that embodies the American. It's totally dream. true. Yeah, that's a that's a great call. And you know what's funny is I. I haven't gone to Disneyland with my parents in, man, at least probably 20 years. It's so weird because Emilio, Emilio yeah. and I go all the time. 
He said, I'm his favorite son to take to Disney. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and Beth just goes with my mom. The one time they read. Well, they talk about like, food. They talk about food, yeah. No, I I actually want to take them. That was actually a plan for this, this year. For this year. Yeah. Was to take them. Um, oh, somebody had plans that got canceled in 2020. Yeah, interesting, so right? weird. Yeah, who would have thought? Um, so, unfortunately, that's not happening. Um, but once. Eventually, something will, you know, every things will be a new norm, and it won't be as scary to go out there or whatever. Um, when things are safe, I want to take them so bad. Like, I will make them go. Because my parents are very, obviously, they've been there before, but it's been 20 years. So, they're kind of like, ah, I don't want to go. Ah, what if I don't have fun? But... It's like your dad with the fried chicken yep. going, eh, we'll see how this goes. And then it was like, oh, man. My dad was wh- he was whining like a baby. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really need to see fireworks yeah, or yeah, a parade. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, who cares? Let's just mm-hmm. go. And I'm like, you know what? We're getting at that age yeah. now where our roles are reversed. Oh, my roles reversed. I'm a like, good, you good just sit down, big yep, ricky. Totally. And when he saw Mac, that semi truck from Pink yes. Heights, because he's a truck driver. Yeah, yeah. When he saw Mac come down Main Street, I mean, his face just lit up. You know, oh, that's amazing. A, a lot of people look down on being a truck driver, right? And to see all these kids in Disneyland celebrate that yeah. that oh, truck, yeah. and th- then you know, back home in Louisville to kick off. The Kentucky Derby, they do this thing called Thunder Over Louisville, oh. which is like the something like the world's biggest annual fireworks display. So my dad's Whoa. like, I've seen thunder, I've seen fireworks. I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna compare. You haven't seen it completely synchronized to music, exactly. All the buildings around you, mm-hmm. you haven't seen Tinkerbell fly over a castle. Ooh, yep. But I, I, I think so much about like coming to America, yeah. Trying to find all the things that America promises you. Right. And then doing it yep. right next to this piece of Americana. No. Which, I mean, Walt's story is the story of America. Totally. And, yeah. and how much he used, like, patriotism and, and American motifs yep. as an intellectual property before right. they had all the different movies and franchises. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Like, there's just so much symbolism and what your mom and dad did mm-hmm. in their little house. Definitely. Right next to Walt's house. Yeah, it's very I true. love that so much. It's a great way to, to look at it, yeah. I All appreciate right. that. All right, sir, we'll move on. Uh, okay, I guess it's fine. Um, do you mind if I dip in here and get a Starbucks real quick? Yeah. Well, they're still open. Yeah, they're still open. I want to get a dry... I want to get something to drink on my ride home. Perfect. Uh, as we come down here to the end of Center Street, yep. the last thing you said you want to see today... It's the last thing. Is this brick wall. This brick wall with my brick man. Yeah. People are starting to call it the bricky wall. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, this wall, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you go down to Center Street, you go to Starbucks, and you go all the way to the end of the wall. Mm-hmm. You go over to the right, yep. past where the lockers are at, Yep. and you go to the water fountain. So I want to go to the water fountain. Yep. And if you look at this wall, it's divided into four different patterns. It's the brick pattern test wall, or the bricky wall, just to make it easier for yeah, you to remember. Yeah. But each one of these brick patterns, workers would come up here and they'd say, you know, you're building one at the bottom right or the right. top left. And, and it was basically a swatch. And somebody decided to, to keep it and turn it into a water fountain wall and put it over here. Yep. But to me, Gus, I think that this wall symbolizes that your park, your project, your job, whatever you're doing, it's only going to be as good as the leadership that it has. Definitely true. And, and I think that right now, when we're in a weird spot... I think we're all realizing leadership matters. <laughs> leadership matters. <laughs> yeah. Turns out 
leadership. Turns out yeah. that's one of the things you need. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think that as children believe in the magic of Mickey Mouse, yeah. a lot of us are believing in the folklore of Walt Disney. Big time. Because even though he wasn't perfect, none of us are. None of us are. He did do a couple of things that were pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. And and I think as we take his life and we simplify it down to like legend or to folklore and, right. and make him sort of kids can believe in the the magic of Mickey Mouse, but adults can believe in the prosperity and yeah, the hard work of, put it. Yep. Of, of Walt Disney. I just think that things like the red and white light bulb and, and this wall, I think it just really symbolizes to us of being able to build big and powerful things. Definitely. But having the the oversight to manage all the details along the, the way. The details are what, are what matter, you know? I mean, it's the same thing when it comes to tattooing. Like, if you can throw in little details that are just subtle enough, but once someone sees it, they're like, whoa, this just this just made it a million times better. Yeah. You, you appreciate it so much. And I like that story, too, about you talking to your clients and go, well, what can we... Can we put Alice in Disneyland? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. What can we do to like make it flesh yeah. it out and make yeah. it feel more real? Yeah, exactly. And make it to where when a Disney fan sees it, they go, whoa. Exactly. That's not an Alice in Wonderland tattoo. Right, yeah, yeah. That's a Disneyland yeah, tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... I am very about that it, with everything, with yeah. anything and everything. It, it, if you could add a little bit of, I don't know, just something that you're not going to find on the internet, you know, until maybe it shows up on there, but... It's not like the standard. That's what everyone does. Well, Tavo, I'd like to say it was awesome to take another lap around Disneyland with you. Felt great. And you are an interesting guy because both from your hardworking parents Uh to this park. Yeah. You are America realized. (laughs) You really are. I mean, just with what you do for a living. I mean, you've, you've... followed your your talents and your passions yeah you've done things that people didn't think that you'd be capable of doing right yeah i mean you literally summarize (laughs) all the best parts of this park yeah and the country that it represents oh i appreciate that man and i thought during these weird times right you were the perfect guy to take a lap with man what an honor i appreciate that very much on a scale of one to ten how much do you love disneyland (laughs) a million not that much because i'm rocking in a steady billion oh, man. i don't know if you looked at my disney meter i did oh wow it's really going off the charts yeah oh interesting yeah. watch out that needle's gonna slice you Citizens of Disneyland, did you have a good time? Did you have a great time taking a lap around the park? I know I did. I know I needed this lap bad, so bad. And I know that I need the lap that I'm taking this Thursday with an amazing community of like-minded Disneyland fans that just want to keep the park alive. And we keep it alive as a small community. You can join us over on Twitch. You can join us over on YouTube. We'll be meeting up in the Esperanza at 2 p.m. this Thursday, August 13th. And we'll be going all the way till the end. You know, DCA closes at 10. So we'll be spending a full afternoon and evening 
It's DCA Day this Thursday. Join us over on YouTube at Adventures in Design. That's the channel name. Or you can find us over on Twitch if you'd like. The Twitch is where it really gets wild. That's AID Network. It'll be broadcast, live streamed on both of those platforms. And you can join me and an amazing community of fellow citizens as we keep the park alive. And it's funny, when we did it for 18 hours recreating the 65th anniversary that couldn't happen, it felt real. It felt so real because it is real the way that we love it. And after all, Disneyland does exist inside of our hearts. And you feel that the most when we're all together. Till the next time we meet, friend, I'll see you next Wednesday or hopefully sooner. Live the magic every day.